Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody short was singing over here. So when it comes to Jesus, we have two ways to respond to him. The first way we can respond to Jesus is to follow Jesus. And we know what it means to follow. We, we follow people. We follow things all the time. Following is something that comes natural to us. I mean, think about it for a second. The law of America. We follow the law of America by stopping at stop signs and, and, and not running through red lights and, and not stealing from the Casey's down the street. We know what it means to follow. We, we, we follow our parents' commands when they tell us to clean our room. Sometimes we do. Or, or, or when they ask us to take out the trash. Or when they tell us not to fight with our siblings. We know what it means to follow because our teachers tell us to raise our hands before we speak and to not cheat on the test. We know what it means to follow our favorite celebrities by the way that we, we mimic the way they dress. Or, or, or we, 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 we sing their songs in the shower. I know you do that. We know what it means to follow. We follow We follow our celebrities by searching them out on social media or by searching hashtags. Hashtag throwback Thursday. Hashtag uh, flashback Friday. Hashtag insta this. Hashtag insta that. Throw out your favorite hashtag. One, two, three. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. We know what it means to follow. We do it all the time. And when it comes to Jesus, one of the things that we could do is we could follow Jesus. The other thing that we could choose to do when it comes to Jesus is that we could choose to flee Jesus. We could choose to not follow him, but turn away from him and go the other way. And we know how to flee as well because think of, I mean, think about it again. The law of America. We know how to flee the law. We've seen our parents run through stop signs and run through red lights and some of us have maybe stolen something from a store. We know what it means to flee our parents' commands. When they tell us to clean our room, but we don't. When they tell us to not fight with our siblings, but we do. When they tell us to take out the trash, but we leave it there. We know what it means to flee our teacher's instructions. When they tell us to to raise our hands before we speak, yet we speak with disrespect. And they tell us to not cheat on the test, but that's the only way we're going to get a good grade. So we do it anyways. We know how to flee. 
godly wisdom and godly standards. Because we look at these people in our life who are godly and they're telling us how to live in the way that Jesus wants us to live, but we flee those and we pursue other ways to live. We know how to flee our standards, our personal standards. When we, when we post inappropriate stuff to our story or we search out inappropriate things, we know what it means to flee. We do it all the time. Now, fleeing is one of the things that you could do when it comes to Jesus. You could choose to flee Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You've prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I told you that one of the things that you could do when it comes to Jesus is you could choose to follow Jesus. And I want you to know that every action that you take has a consequence. Now, consequences are not always bad. In fact, consequences could be good. For example, think about this situation. Say you're at an NBA game. My preference would be the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know what your preference would be. Say you're there. You're enjoying the game. You're enjoying Russell Westbrook and all of his goodness and his glory and what he's doing on the court. But it comes halftime, and this host or this announcer gets out on the court, and they say, Section 32, Seat B, and that's you. And they call you down onto the basketball court, and they say, If you make a layup, We'll give you $50. And if you make that layup, you can go to the three point or the, the free throw line. If you make that, you get $100. If you make that, you can go to the three point line and it's $500. If you make the three pointer, you can go to the half court and it's $1,000. And so you accept the challenge and you make the layup and you make the free throw and you make the three point and you make the half court shot. For, for attempting that, you would have a good consequence and that consequence would be a lot of money. Of course, you would have to make the shots. I don't know that any of you could do it, but you see the example that I'm putting forth before you. There can be good consequences. And that example, consequence of a lot of money. And the same thing is with Jesus. If you choose to follow Jesus, there's consequences. And those consequences can be good. And I've asked some of our eighth grade friends if they would share some of the consequences they've experienced from following Jesus. And I'm going to read you that list. This is what some of our eighth grade friends said. Consequences of following Jesus. You have joy in Jesus. You have the wisdom to make good choices. You get to live forever. Hashtag heaven. Thank you, Janice. People will judge you for following Jesus. That's true. But you have someone you can depend on. And best of all, you have a purpose in life. The purpose is to become a kingdom worker. You also get to have a godly group of friends. And you're able to be discipled by the church, your group leader. 
And you always have someone who will never leave you. God is always with you and for you. You might lose friends, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you might gain friends. And people will think you're crazy. And I don't know if that's exactly because you're following Jesus. Some of you are just crazy. You get to discover more truths about God. You, uh, you don't get to naughty party. And you don't get to sleep in on Sunday. As you see, there are consequences to following Jesus. Some of them might seem negative, but there's thousands of positives for every negative consequence to following Jesus. The good far outweighs the bad. So you could choose to follow Jesus. The other option is to choose to flee Jesus. We've talked about this. Consequences. Most of us assume that consequences are bad. That's what we've been taught. That's what we've learned. Say, for example, you, you go to your parents and they ask you a question. Uh, say they ask, did you stay up past your bedtime last night? Or did you have your phone past 10, 10 p.m. when we say you're not allowed to? And you look at your parents and you say, no, I didn't. But then they look at your phone and they found out that you were texting or Snapchatting or on Instagram past that time. You lied to your parents. There's consequences. And your parents aren't dumb. Most of the time they figure it out. And those consequences, generally bad. Most parents aren't going to reward you for lying to them. But when it comes to, to fleeing Jesus, there's consequences for that as well. And I can't think of a single good consequence to fleeing Jesus. In fact, I can only think of bad consequences when it comes to fleeing Jesus. And the, the eighth graders came up with, with reasons that are all bad, or consequences that are all bad. I want to read those to you. The last one is hilarious. You feel like you don't have a purpose. You can get mixed up with the wrong friends more easily. And you don't have the power to withstand temptation. And you'll experience loneliness. Your friends aren't as loyal as they should be. You get to do bad stuff, but you're going to live an unfulfilled life. Your life will be lived in sadness. And you don't know God. That's the worst of all. And because you don't know God, you don't have the wisdom to say no to bad choices. And because you don't have that wisdom, you miss out on God's plan for you. You wouldn't have trusting friends. And you won't experience joy. You will experience death, though. And you will go to a black hole of sadness. The consequences to fleeing Jesus are bad. And the consequences to following Jesus seem to be good. So when it comes to Jesus, you have a choice. Are you going to follow Jesus? Or are you going to flee Jesus? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One option is to flee Jesus. And we heard the eighth graders' response to the consequences of fleeing Jesus. And if you've been listening closely to Psalm 23 that David wrote, I think David's answer to to fleeing Jesus would be that the only consequence is chaos. And some of you have experienced that same chaos, maybe as a result of you choosing to flee Jesus or somebody in your life who you love choosing to flee Jesus. Some of you have felt the consequence of a divorce or felt the consequence of gossip or felt the consequence of cheating or lying. There's chaos in that. That's all that sin produces is chaos. And so I would argue, and I think David's arguing the same thing in Psalm 23, is that the best choice, really the only choice, if you want a fulfilled life, a life without chaos, is to follow Jesus. David's saying, fleeing Jesus will only lead to chaos. I think that David is saying that following Jesus will lead to peace. In Psalm 23, you hear David's depiction of peace, green pastures and still waters. David is saying that when we follow the Lord, when the Lord is our shepherd and we're his sheep, that we will experience peace because he causes us to lie down in green pastures and lay beside still waters. He refreshes our soul and we get to experience his goodness in the house of the Lord for how long? Forever. Peace. Peace is the result of following Jesus. So I would argue that the best thing that you can do when it comes to Jesus is to follow him. To follow him. Because following Jesus leads to peace. And in our innermost being, what we all desire most is peace. Peace from the chaos, peace from the divorce, peace from the gossip, peace from the cheating, peace from the lying, peace from the shame. We desire peace. And following Jesus leads to peace. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down peacefully in green pastures and he peacefully leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. It's now peaceful. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They bring me peace. You've prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows with peace. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell peacefully in the house of the Lord forever. If you don't hear anything else tonight, I want you to hear this. Fleeing Jesus 
will lead to chaos. But following Jesus leads to peace. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.